Guess who's back, fuckers? Ooh. He's fucking back on home soil. Yeah. Fucking A. And this is Rebels Without a Clue, our pop culture podcast. I know. I I'm know. Tony and by I'm Brad. popular demand. He's back. He's fucking back after five months. <laughs> it's a long fucking time. You, ba- it, you bastard. It really was. Really oh, you bastard. Oh, you bastard. bastard. You bastard. bastard. All right, mummy, the bumster. No, I'm not going to get off on stupid tangents. Just yet. bummy bump that. You know you will. I know, I know, and that's going to end up being one of those clips. Yeah, I think so. But it's always bound. Yeah, to but happen. I haven't done those in so long. Well, that's not good enough because you're <laughs> bummy the bumster. <laughs> yeah. Anyways. Well, look, welcome back, mate. Thank it's, you, mate. It's good I to appreciate have you finally it. Back. I know. I know. It feels a bit weird. You've, um, uh, you've been missed. I have, I have, because it's, uh, do you know what? It's just different now coming back and actually speaking to people with an Australian accent. Really? That's the massive noticeable thing that I've had since being back, where I've kind of gotten used to just the American way of life. Yeah. So coming back and seeing pleb, freckled cunts, <laughs> um, you don't really get used to that. Um, yeah. And the epic amount of gingers that Ooh. are around. Ah, so, uh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I'll pay that. Yeah. So for those playing at home or for any new listeners, Brad's been gone for five months. Where to, So what, where'd you go? What'd you do? Um, so if you haven't heard or listened to previous podcasts, I did uh, Camp America. Um, so I actually uh, was doing that for three months. So I left May oh, May 7th um, and I finished camp August 31st. So that was essentially the stint of camp. And then I traveled with a friend of mine after that. Mm. We did, uh, where did we do? Fucking Boston for a week. Boston. Fucking Boston. Go get me a fucking coffee, you fucking So before fucking you traveled movie. around, what were you doing? In uh, what sense? In terms of what I was actually so doing So what did you do camp? before you got your own time? So camp. Okay. Camp. So camp. Um, so I was actually employed as a head staffer. Um my job was effectively a head counselor for uh, training. So I had to basically teach 15, 14, 15 year old kids who were looking to become junior counselors um, and guide them along the right path. That's questionable considering the person that I am. Yeah. Um, but yeah, ultimately, my job was to. Ultimately. Pro- <laughs> okay. Wow. After a great start. I know, I know. Ultimately, arms. <laughs> Ultimately, oh. my job was to train them, guide them, mentor them, and get them ready to be able to handle, I suppose, the stresses of what the job would consist of in terms of looking after the groups of kids. Mm-hmm. Um, because there are three different groups. Uh, you've got like, oh, I think it's about six to eight or nine years old. And then you've got about... 8 to 11, and then 11 to 14. So they're your age brackets that you're dealing with. Like I said, mine were primarily a little bit older when I first started camp. Um, But as time progressed, my role changed, and then I was looking after, I think, about 40 or 50, uh, I think, 
eight to 11 year olds. Oh, good God in hell. So that was an interesting experience in itself. Um, (laughs) I've never experienced stress or anxiety like I did whilst I was doing that. Um, You know, obviously dealing with kids that age, there's can be potential problems. There was a lot of stress, anxiety, um, ADHD, autism. We had a variety of um, interesting kids. Shit. Uh, so yeah, definitely crazy experience. Um, and where my, was it again? It is, or it was, and it will again be when I go back. Fuck you. Um, two hours out of New York in a place called Carmel, New York. Right. Yeah. So that was camp. Lots of funny stories came out of camp. Oh, really? Which. I've shared personally with you. I don't know if the viewers, uh, viewers, the viewers, fuck's sake, <laughs> uh, the listeners need to hear those stories. But as per usual, it always revolves around me fucking having shit dramas. <laughs> I forgot about that one. Yeah, <laughs> you might as well just tell that one at least. Well, it mean the lake? No, that and the and no, the great no, because in the event. <laughs> That someone you don't listens. want to further incriminate yourself. No, because no, I'm not going to get invited back to camp. You bear shit. Um, yeah, so we decided to take a boat out on the lake um, for a little getaway. Uh, it was I'm not going to even try and pronounce the name. It's always fucking up. The Adirondack. It's okay. a like a big park, like a massive, massive forested area. And we had a house out there. Um, so... One of the girls that we took out, uh, well, took out, took out, yeah, I shot her and then left her body. Mm. Shot and left her out to die. <laughs> um, yeah, so there was five of us that went away and what happened was we were out on the boat on the water and I realized I was not going to make it in time back to the toilet. So things ensued and I realized, uh-oh, I'm up shit creek, literally. <laughs> So I decided to put on the life jacket. I swam out of the boat and for probably about 50 meters and pulled my pants down in the water, crouching like in a fetal position while still being able to tread. And I pooed. Um, But luckily the current was going the other way. So as I was treading and pushing forward, it was streaming out behind me. So you know how you have chemtrails? Remember the whole thing in the sky, chemtrails? I had fucking water trails. Um, So, and then I had to swim like a hundred meters around to get back to the boat. So I didn't get stuck in, oh, look, who knows? There may have been particles that I've swung through. Um, So that was my experience of taking a shit in the lake. What are are you doing? doing? You're taking a shit! (laughs) Courtesy of Tara, thank you very much. (laughs) So, yes, there was a lot of fun to be had. That's just a small snippet of stories that could go on for hours and hours. So camp finished, then what happened? Camp finished, and then we made our... Oh, I just shot myself in the face. (laughs) (laughs) It's not the first time you've done that, is it? No. (laughs) Never mind. Um, (laughs) I spent a couple days in New York... uh, rehashing memories from camp with a whole bunch of camp people, uh, which was obviously very nice. A bit nostalgic, a bit sad to leave everyone, but, you know, it happens. And then after that, we made our way down to Boston. Boston. Fucking Boston. Go get me a cannoli. Don't be a fucking asshole. Hey, I'm walking here. (laughs) That Boston. Jesus Christ. Do they actually talk like that? Um, In Southie. 
So there's a specific area. Oh, I don't know. Like, I never really heard anyone speak specifically like that. Okay. Um, But it's a very heavy accent. Okay. Um, Like, I found New York was quite placid in terms of the way they spoke. Oh, really? For me, personally. Um, But I found Boston was, like, kind of in-your-face heavy. Right, okay. Um, But Boston was sick. Like... It's a beautiful place. If any place I would have moved to in the States, it'd definitely be Boston. Really? That's yeah. good. Yeah. It's amazing. Um, and I didn't realize how steeped in like culture, um, history and all that sort of shit was. Cause like we did a history tour yeah. and fuck me, man. Like so much civil war shit. Oh, really? I didn't realize. In Boston? In Boston. Um, Obviously at the Boston Tea Party. Correct. Um, and there's also, uh, I can't think of it, but there's a, a trail that's, there's like stones embedded in the concrete that you can follow like a history path oh. all through the city. It's actually super cool. That's pretty cool. Um, and we did the fucking duck tour. The duck tour? The duck tour. It's a bus that converts into a boat. So yeah. you literally get on the bus and then it just drives into the water and the wheels are still turning, but then there's- So with it- with the wheels on the bus going go round, round and, and round, round, round and round, round and round. The wheels on the bus go round and round all day long. <laughs> you fucking idiot. I had one of those moments. <laughs> my own little tangent. Um, so, yeah, that was that was cool as well. Um, that was actually part of the whole history tour um, that we did that through. Um, but just it's clean. It's beautiful. The area is amazing. Like, as I said, it's just the sort of place I'd move to if anywhere. Uh, after Boston, we went on to Austin. Fuck From me. Boston to Austin. Boston? Where are you going? I'm going to fucking Austin. Um, I'm going to get absolutely reamed if Tara listens to this. Oh, no. Because of how bad that accent is. Really? Oh, 100%. It'll be bad. A, yeah, it's going to be a disaster. Um, but she can deal with it later. Whatever. <laughs> Um, so Austin, Austin was great. It was purely there for partying. We went there for that reason. Right. Um, and it's cool because they've got two streets for fifth and fifth and sixth street, which are just completely <laughs> lines. Oh god, this is a train wreck. <laughs> Apart from my life being a train wreck, this whole fucking podcast is a train wreck now. <laughs> <laughs> Go on. So there's two streets. Yep. Um, and they're basically just lined with bars. Okay. Um, and it's just crazy because they cordon off the streets from either end. Yep. And then it's kind of like Burke Street Mall for us, like right, where okay. it's just like everyone can walk in the middle. And there's like cunts standing around with like snakes on their shoulders, but people get to hold. There's like performers and all sorts of shit as well. Yeah. yeah. Um. So yeah, I had many a night there where I was completely fucked out of my mind. <laughs> Um, but really cool places. Like you've got, you know, live bluesy style music. You've got fucking hip hop. You've got all sorts of shit. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was fun in itself. And it was cool because we stayed at not a hotel room, but like an actual apartment. Okay. Um, and like completely kitted out. And it was actually so fucking cheap. This is weird because like hotels, you're paying one twenty, one thirty a night roughly. Okay. This place we were paying seventy bucks a night, mm-hmm. and it was fully furnished. Like oh, we had cool. everything in there, which was sick, and a private pool as well, which oh. helped. Oh. Not to mention it's thirty five, thirty six every single day that we were there, and it dropped to only like twenty eight, twenty nine degrees at night. So yeah. super hot. 
go to the pool when it's quiet, whatever. It's mad. Nice. Um, after Austin, made our way to Vegas. Um, and as per usual, it's going <laughs> out, getting fucked up. Um, I was pretty munted majority, even throughout the day. Because obviously it's legal to walk around with booze in the streets there, right? Um, so I literally had like a perma cup, yeah, um, which is like just around my neck, and just walking around with it, <laughs> God, refilling it every chance that I got, Jeez. um, and like literally I was carrying Jack in my backpack God. to keep refilling it. You're fucked. Yep. Um, so that was fun. I was pretty toasty at some points. How's that, uh, how's that liver of yours going on now? Uh, my liver enzymes are quite high at the moment, <laughs> as suggested by the doctor when I was struck down with a fever at camp. Um, she had said that my feeling sick came primarily from me drinking. <laughs> so that kind of was a good indication of how much I actually consumed. Every single weekend yeah. for four and a half months I was drunk. That's fucked. Yeah, no shit. So that was obviously a big part of the trip. Mm. But after working for a whole week and wanting to punch yourself in the dick numerous times, <laughs> it's a good way to release some tension. Um, and then, yeah, obviously did Vegas for five, six nights and finished that up and came back home. But positive news, I did meet the love of my life on the trip. Oh. I know. I know. Oh, 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 oh. Communal. Oh, Give me a bucket. Give me a bucket. I'm going to get a bucket. I'm going to throw it. Bobby Bumpstar, give me a bucket. Um, so, <laughs> yes. Um, I don't know what else I can say about that, apart from the fact that I'm on cloud nine and I'm in heavily, heavily in love. Anyways. Oh, you fucking suck ass. Yes. So, <laughs> anyways, uh, topic of choice tonight. So, seeing as you're back and, well, seeing as it's only, the news only dropped, what, yesterday? Yeah. Yesterday, um, as we all know, there's been dramas surrounding Spider-Man for almost a couple of months now. A while now. Disney and Sony punching on over money. Yes. Over Spider-Man. A lot of back and forth. That in the nutshell. Yep. Um, But fucking Spider-Man's back in the Disney's MCU. How are you feeling about that? I I think that's pretty much the best thing that they could have done. Um, I was a little bit sort of skeptical and I guess a little bit fearful. When first heard the news that he, they were pulling out, yeah. Like, oh fucking hell! Now they. What were your initial thoughts thing. when you first read that? Initial thoughts, probably just fucking bunch of greedy cunts. Yeah, okay. Bunch of greedy cunts. You knew money was involved. It, ruining it for everybody. Yeah, really. That's what it was. That's what really sort of was the tipping. Like that was just. I think that was everyone's viewpoint. Yeah, and everyone's thoughts. And it's good to see that the community has that big an effect that they had to sort of take a step back on. Oh fuck, we better fix this shit. Yeah. I like to think that that's how it went down, but from what I've looked into further and read about, because the whole thing was the vision. What Disney? The vision. The vision. <laughs> um, so what the original deal was was that Sony got all the profits from opening week. Yeah. For, um, for the Spider-Man standalone movies. Okay. Um, Disney got the got the rights for merchandising and the money for merchandising and twenty five percent. No, it? no, no, no. That's that was the original deal. Oh, so original. Disney okay, weren't yeah, getting yeah. any of the profits after the first. Well, they would start getting some profits after the first opening. Yeah, yep. Yeah. Okay. Then what happened is Disney came back to the table, going obviously because they saw how much money it was making. Like, nah, fuck you, cunts. We want fifty percent. Yeah. Sony's like, no, fuck you. That wasn't the deal. You can get fucked. Yeah. Which, you know what? As much as hate as Sony got for that, I don't blame them. Like, Why do you well, say fuck that? Fuck you. It's like we're letting you our character. You get the merchandising rights. Yeah. 
at least let us have something, seeing as we're putting all the money forward yeah. for it as well. It's like, come on, man. Yeah, really? they backed it. Exactly. It's like, come on, fucking throw, throw us a bone. Yeah. So that's what caused big hubbub at the start, and that's what called it. Caused that's a funny word. Hubbub. Hubbub. <laughs> what is that? What is that? That's a hubbub. It's a hubbub. Hubbub. Um, Bobby Mumta and his bucket. <laughs> yeah, anyways. So that's what caused the rift at the start, and then they kind of. It's almost as if they made it official, going, yeah, now that's done. Disney Sony deal's finished, whatever. Yeah. Made. Tom Holland pretty much say the same sort of thing, which I feel bad that he got pretty much put in the middle of it. Yeah. Poor kid. Um, and then we get news from, what, yesterday saying, nah. It's back on. New deal was made. So the new deal, the way it's going to work now, is that Marvel get will still be able to use Spider-Man for one more movie and Marvel MCU appearances. Yeah. Um, and the way it's going to work is that they'll get 25% of the profits from opening week, still maintain merchandising rights. Um, but Sony get a little bit out of this in the fact that now they get to reference MCU stuff in their movies. Yeah, okay. Which that's very cool. That's which, how it should relates be back to what? So, so like, that means how now, now that it? Sony have, like, now that Sony have kind of established their Venom universe, mm-hmm. that means that now they can incorporate. They can sort of mix that. So that's Sony base. Venom Sony base. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So that means that now Venom Venomverse will get will get integrated integrated yeah. eventually if they do a collaboration. We don't know yet. We're sort of fingers crossed. You'd assume that would be somewhere down the timeline. Yes. So hopefully that they'll incorporate that into the MCU and um, happy days for all. Yeah. So it's pretty much just it's a it's a partnership that they needs to keep going. Could you imagine the repercussions if this deal didn't get done? Look, I think. It wouldn't stop people from going to see Spider-Man. Oh, of course because not. Because people would still go see Spider-Man because everyone loves Spider-Man. Yeah. Right? But I still think to a degree that a lot of people would have boycotted Sony Spider-Mans just out of spite. Yeah, of course. Which, yeah, I think the majority of people that would do that wouldn't really inflict, inflict on it that much, but it would have affected the basically the universe they've been trying to set up, especially the way that they finished off Far From Home. Yeah. Um. You can't just leave that open-ended. That no, left no. too much to answer for. Like, way too much. If they just cut it off, it would, nothing would make sense. And I feel like... Especially I- the biggest impact that they had with... Um, especially with Peter now. Yeah. Other than being outed out as Spider-Man. The fact that they still that he still has Tony's glasses and control of, that, of his giant satellite. Yeah. Like, you can't just leave that going, all right, don't worry about it, forget about it. Like, yeah. It's just, you can't have that. And I feel like after Endgame, like the way Far From Home, like had that continuation after Endgame where like that story continued on, I feel like there'd be a massive missing jigsaw piece. Yeah, definitely. If they didn't carry on with that storyline. Yeah, exactly right. Um, And I think it would lose or detract away from the fact that Marvel have created such a really coherent storyline that it's really easy to follow now. Yeah. And like, you know how they've got like all those things on Facebook where you've got a timeline of how to watch the movies. Yeah. It's so well pieced together. And like Spider-Man has kind of become one of the most significant characters of Marvel now. Definitely. So as far as the movies are concerned, yes. 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 Spidey in the comics has always been a big integral part of the Marvel universe in general. Yeah. So if you get rid of him from the movies, it detracts from all the possible storylines that they could do and hopefully not butcher. Do you think... Like Civil War. Yeah, I said it. Come at me. What do you mean? What do you mean? Civil War was fucking munted. 
as in shit. It, to me, I thought, I thought you I loved have, Civil War. No, no. Oh my god, I, how are we on the same page with this? Because I didn't enjoy it either. No, Civil War to me was such a far cry from the comics. Now, oh, is that I've what you're getting, basing it on? Yes, I've okay. been getting into arguments with my brother about this a lot. He didn't like the comic. I'm like, you're fucking on drugs. But the comic, I reckon, was freaking awesome. Okay. And what I didn't like about Civil War is they detracted from the main point of Civil War. It basically Explain. became a feud between, pretty much between Cap and Tony Stark. Yeah. But not about the Sokovia Accord. Okay. It became about, ah. Oh, your friend killed my parents. You should back me because you're my friend. Yeah, but he's my friend too. I thought you were my friend. Eh, 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 eh. Like, fuck off. Yeah. That's not what it's about. Like, okay, I know with the movies you need to take some some creative, oh, what would you call it? Juices? Uh, no, no. Uh, <laughs> I just wanted to say juices. Like, a, how would you describe it? It's like taking creative freedom, I suppose, with- Liberties? Yeah, creative okay. liberties yeah, yeah. with altering storylines to make it make sense in the movies. Yeah. I understand that. But you didn't have to because the whole Sokovia thing happened. You could have just gone with that and kept with that main issue. Like, yeah. you don't have to fuck with it. Yeah. I can, no, no, no. I, I see what you're getting at. Um, but, okay, so let's assume the deal doesn't get done, right? The Spider-Man one? The Spider-Man deal. Okay. What thereafter would happen with how Spider-Man is involved in that universe then? Like... What do you see as the repercussions as in terms of the movie basis and how would it look differently if the deal didn't get done? Well, look, if if that was the case and you had to, let's say the deal fell through and you had to ignore what happened in Far From Home for the rest of the MCU, then then you'd have to ignore Tony's leftover satellite. Yeah. Right? You'd have to forget about S.H.I.E.L.D.'s involvement in the whole thing. Mm-hmm. You'd have to forget about their teaser of that... Nick and Miranda were Skrulls. Yes. We don't know for how long. Yeah, yeah. We have to forget the bit at the end when Fury's on the space station. Yeah. So there's a lot of things there that don't, that would have, like, how would you write over that and how would you make it make sense? Again, it feeds back into the whole idea of that coherent storyline. It wouldn't be there. Yeah. Um, And for those of you who are listening, we're also live streaming at the moment. So there's- On what? Uh, on Facebook, on your, fa- prob- on your personal on my Facebook. personal Facebook. So if you do listen, please. Well, if they're listening, it's going to be over. So no, but I'm just fucking saying. Yeah, the buns back together. We are, we are, Jackie. But yeah, it's definitely night time. Mm. Actually, we didn't go through that. Something that we missed at the very start. What? What are we drinking? Oh my god! Uh, yeah, okay, so practice. drink of choice tonight mm-hmm. is a 2016 Shiraz from the Barossa Valley oh, hey. down in Adelaide. A nice red with a, a bit of a woody fragrance. Mm, it's a lovely drop. Mm, have a drink of it. Tell me what you think. Crushed grapes, smooth on the taste buds. I see. Mm, tastes like bark. <laughs> mm, you've been in a barrel too long. Mm. Yes. So. So, yeah, it would just leave too big a gap to kind of try and bridge over. You couldn't, you can't just leave it as it is. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's fair enough. Um, but this is something I've been wanting to talk to you about since, like, since it was announced and it was announced while you were gone. Okay. And I know how big a fan you are. Uh-oh. I know we're deviating away from- No, no, no. That's all right. But something that 
I've been wanting to discuss for you for a while. Mm-hmm. The announcement that they're going to redo Blade. Okay, bring so... bring Blade into the MCU. I've kind of just... Fucking Blade. I just jizzed a little bit. Oh. Um, not going to lie. Dude. Um, after what the cult status of the original created, yeah. and I mean one and two, I'm not going to say three. Yeah. I don't really think it had too much of a bearing on no. what the image of Blade was. No. I think it literally was instilled from number one. Yeah. That set up exactly the exact character well, he needed people, to be. A lot of people seem to forget that if it wasn't for Blade 1, I don't think like comic book movies wouldn't have got to the point where they're at now. Blade well, it was the catalyst. Pioneered basically the new era of comic book movies. 100%. It was one of the first ones that was dark. It was gritty. It was... Violent. It was violent. Yeah. But it's what everyone wanted and needed. Actually, interesting side note. Mm. Do you think mm. Sin City... Yeah. Um, ...kind of ruined the idea of like the comic book movie? No. I think it was you, Did you like it? I did like Sin City. Okay, okay. Um, but Sin City was different in its own right. It wasn't... A com- like to me, it wasn't your standard comic book superhero movie. Yeah, right. And neither was Blade to a degree. In what sense? Because he wasn't so much a superhero; he was more of a vampire hunter. True. Right. But he didn't come with that title at all. Like in terms of superhero, no, no, no definitely. You not. never watched it with like, oh, he's a. And superhero. a lot of people still don't know today that Blade is a comic book character. Yeah, I didn't. That wasn't a thing for me. Like, yeah. even watching the movie, I never, ever knew the association that it was part of comics. And you know what? I think that's what made it so good, and that's why it still stands now, the fact that people don't associate it with the comic book. Yeah. It's Blade. It's its own thing. The bait. The bait. The bait. The bait. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, fucking Blade. So, and talk about fucking casting. Oh. Okay, Michelle Ali is, oh. like, they couldn't have picked better. Yeah. Um, I suppose... You'd know him from, obviously, Luke I'm Cage. I'm primarily known from Luke Cage. Okay. Yes. Well, after watching Green Book and also he was in Predators, the new one. Right. Um, and he just had that look. Mm-hmm. Like, I knew that there was... Uh, <laughs> that's awesome. Sorry. Camp people are jumping on, so I just... Hi. Um <laughs> Guys, podcast, podcast, have a listen, get on it, it's fun. Do you want to say what it is, mate? Oh, okay, that's also Rebels Without a Clue podcast. Check it out on... It's just Rebels Without a Clue. Yeah, no, no, I know. Rebels Without a Clue, you can find it on SoundCloud, podcast on iTunes, Google Podcast, Podcast Addict, or Playlist FM. Ooh, new one. Yeah, we were, um, yeah, a a friend of mine from work who'd been listening to us, um, I was with him at work one day. I go, how do you listen to it? Oh, it goes go on this website. I'm like, what the fuck? He's like, yeah, it's on this website. I'm like, shit, I don't even fucking know. That's mad. Okay, like, cool. Shit. Cool. Hooray. Um, yeah, anyways, so back to it. Um, <laughs> I feel as though they've taken the right steps in the right direction mm. in terms of casting. I, I'm worried about what they do in terms of a storyline, but I feel like... You can't really put a foot wrong. I feel like it's quite simple. You know what? I'm going with the whole thing of basically the Feige effect. Yeah. Well, anything he touches turns to gold. Literally. Everything that he's done for the Marvel Universe to date has been fucking spot on. Do you think he has put a foot wrong in anything? No. I think... Because I would have thought a similar sort of thing when he originally... Like, when we first heard about them doing the Guardians of the Galaxy movie. Yeah. Like, you're the fucking the Guardians... 
Who, why the fuck are they casting was that guy? The, is that the first one he did? No, no, no. But it was one okay. of the first ones where you thought, what the fuck's he doing? Yeah. Um, and one of like, and also going, oh, why are you casting the dude from Parks and Rec? And why Dave Bautista? What, what, yeah, what the valid. fuck's going on? Valid. And why is Vin Diesel being cast as a thing that says three I words? Groot. Right? Yeah. So you're kind of thinking, what the fuck? What's this? No, I'm going to be What the good. fuck? But then you watch it and it's, Easily one of your favourite Marvel movies. Do you know what carried that movie for me? 100%. Dude, it was so good. Hundy. Hundy 10. Fucking Hundy 10. Hundy 10. Yep. But yeah, it was just a fucking great movie though. It was. It was. Exceptional. Yeah. So you go by that and I was thinking the same thing like when they announced with Phase 4 with the Eternals. Yeah. Like, I don't know much about the Eternals myself. Like, oh, another fucking group or this. But then I said, wait a minute. I said the exact same shit with Guardians and it proved me fucking wrong. Yeah. You know what? I'm going to keep an open mind. Do you, have you, like, researched anything in terms of what the actual Eternal storyline will be? Bit. Okay. A little bit. It's a little confusing. Okay. And do you know how that's going to filter into the rest? Nope. Interesting. Not sure. Interesting, guys. It's going to be interesting, interesting how they do it. It will be. But I've got faith. Like, again. The fog, again. The foggy effect, man. It's literally become a term. You, you might as well categorize that shit now because, yeah. honestly, they that guy's really- a fucking genius, man. Yeah. For the movies that he does, yeah. like, you can't fault him. Nah. 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 Um, but a lot of the Phase 4 ones, like, I know the Shang-Chi or whatever the fuck it is. Yeah, that I'm not, Look, not that pumped for it, to be honest. No, no. But I think they've put enough foundations down mm. to create a strong line, especially if at, at one point when they incorporate blade into the marvel universe yeah because it's going to add a whole other dimension to it and i suppose which filters back into the idea of dr strange and the uh, multiverse Multiverse of madness that is gonna have a huge impact on the mcu yes that is gonna open up a can of worms that you're just gonna have an abundance of stories that you can come from that because again you're opening up the multiverse properly this time true and that's going to to sort of mentioning it this is properly opening it. This is going to incorporate with the potential of opening the door for the X-Men. And, well, it will. Yeah. It definitely will. Yeah. It'll open up the door for X-Men. It'll open up the door for Fantastic Four. It'll open up, and I think they're going to use Multiverse of Madness to open up the door for Sony's Venomverse as well. Can you imagine that sense? somewhere down because the line? Because if it's, a par- if it's an alternate universe... Yeah. What better way to introduce it than in the multiverse of madness? That's true. That's true. And you think about it. Okay, now this is going to be Marvel's first horror style movie, yeah. right? Who's at the helm of it? <laughs> James Wan. There you go. You got James. And Wan. for those of you who don't know who James Wan is, everything he's got the Feige effect, but he's got the Wan effect when it comes to horror. He's also got. Uh, he also did Aquaman. He did Aquaman, and he also did one of the so Fast and Furious ones. I think. So I, I like. I'm sort of happy that he's dipped his toe into the superhero movie genre. Yeah. With Aquaman. It was a good movie. It was. It wasn't amazing, but, but it was good. I don't think and he had I the characters with, to work with. I think though. with collaboration with Feige as well, yeah. it's just gonna it's gonna bring it home, man. Feige's but a again, visionary. It's just gonna be a good way to introduce a lot of things that we previously couldn't. Yeah. Because it's bringing the multiverse into it. Hundred percent. Which is fucking amazing. Yeah. It's gonna be sick. Um but ultimately it's hard to see what time frame we're looking before we start seeing all of these people together? Well, pretty sure it's mostly going to, well, it's going to start introducing shit in 2021. 
2021. Yes. Okay. Because um, that's... So they've got... Four movies coming out in 2021, which yeah. is the first time they're doing four movies for and for Marvel in a year. Yeah. So you're gonna have let's see if I can get off the top of my head. So it's gonna be Multiverse of Madness, the new the, the next Spider Man, Thor: Love and Thunder, I yeah. believe, and oh shit, what's the last one? Eternals? Is it Eternals? I don't know. It's either Eternals or um. Uh, or Shang Chi. I can't. Uh, yeah, because next year, from the looks of it, majority of what we're getting from Disney is mostly going to be TV series. Which I'm not too psyched about. You know what? I'm not, but I am at the same time because they connect to the cinematic True, universe. so we kind of need to watch it in order to keep that exactly, wheel turning. Exactly, which is great. And usually, and I've said this before, when it comes to doing TV series, yeah. you, can, you can flesh out a lot more yeah. in a TV series. That's true. Because you get time. True. Instead of trying to fit everything into, let's say, anywhere from an hour and a half to three hours, yeah, right, with the bigger movies, you've got six episodes, roughly, let's say, forty minutes a piece, right? You can fit a fuckload of content in. Yeah, that. true. So true. they can do a lot with it. And I suppose uh, was it uh, DC? No, not Legends of Tomorrow. Um, which was the one with Dick Grayson? Uh, Titans. Titans. I was really impressed with that. Mm. The, for me. That had a grittiness to it. So, what are the series that'll be coming? So, you had Hawkeye is getting a series. And I feel like with what, at the end of Endgame, with what how Hawkeye was being portrayed, yeah. um, that there is the potential it is. Um, that that can be dark. Yeah. Because he is a dark character. Yeah. So... Ultimately, there is potential to do, again... It's more from what... From what rumours have sort of circulated, the Hawkeye series is mostly going to be about him teaching the next Hawkeye. Oh, okay, okay. Right, so it's bringing in another Hawkeye into the... Yeah, fair enough, universe. fair so enough. That'll probably, I'm guessing that'll probably be Jeremy Renner's last hurrah. Yeah. Or he'll continue on as Ronan. Okay. Which that'd be fucking cool, because he's cool as Ronan. Yeah. I, I don't know much about the character. Well, you saw what he was like, like in, in Endgame. As, as a kind of enough. dark character. Exactly. Yeah, that's okay. enough to know. Um... And then what are the other... Then other series, you've got Loki is getting his own series. Not too phased by contribate, it. That, that contribate. Holy that shit, won't really what the fuck is that word? You, that won't really contribute into the main <laughs> Sorry, line. you've thrown me off contribate. with contribate. Fucking just go contribate all over Oh, yourself. Jesus. Um, so that won't contribute that much. Yeah. Okay. Um, you've also got WandaVision. Which that one's going to be interesting because I like her character. Yeah, and I hope they really flesh out how powerful she is and the, I guess the complexity of her power. Because I don't think they've really ever done that in no. any of the movies. Because you see what her power looks like. It's yeah. like a red sort of ethereal beam of sorts, yeah. right? What else was like that? The fucking reality stuff. Yeah. Okay. She has the power over reality. Okay. She is severely underplayed. Yeah. Like, to the shit house. Yeah. She is, like, uber powerful. Because, like, you kind of saw a little bit or snippets of it when she was actually versing Thanos mm. of how strong she could be. Oh, yeah. Um, And I don't think, really, like you said, they really explored that potential of no. seeing what she was capable of. They didn't. They really didn't. But, but from what I understand, I don't know if it's going to be per episode, but I think that the episode's going to, like, be set in, a, like, a different time or a different era. Yeah. Um. I've heard a lot of what the fifties. Interesting is going to be set a lot, so be interesting to see what happens with that. I reckon that's going to be 
pretty cool, and that's that'll help well give hints to. Do you think they'll do it madness. in the vein of what Captain America was like in early days? Remember when it was like I don't know. Okay, I don't know, but I hope that it does lead into multiverse of madness. Yeah. So you got one division. You've also got oh shit. Um, well, they're primarily uh, the main ones. There's another one. Okay, well... Yes. Uh, you got Falcon and Winter Soldier. Uh, not too... I don't know. I think that's going to be pretty good. That's going to Are they going to get the same characters that played them, though? Yes. Okay, okay. Well, I'm so cool with that. So everyone who's had their roles in the MCU will also be in the TV series. That's surprising that they're making the jump to TV series, though. But it's sort of TV series, but not, because it's only direct through Disney. Yeah. Because they're releasing it on the Disney... Plus streaming, streaming service, service yeah, right? yeah. So it's all under the same banner. Okay, okay. Right? So you could see it as TV, but it's not really TV. Yeah. If you get me. So you kind of feel like as though, even though people are obviously who are avid Marvel movie fans, mm-hmm. that it's also going to filter into the TV series. Like they, they'll need to watch it. Not, not only that they'll need to watch it, they'll want to watch it. Yeah, oh, I think obviously. The, the diehard fans will watch it regardless. Yeah. And and it's going to be thanks to those people that watch it that will also let other people know through like forums or posts or whatever that if you want to get connections to the movies directly, you need to watch the, this series. Yeah. You don't really need to watch this one or this one, but this one you need to watch if you want to understand shit for the movie. And I suppose with the fan base and how dedicated they all are, yep. you'd only assume that they're going to be all just as successful as the movies are. Yeah, definitely. Um, there was a bit of news I found out today, actually, going back to Blade. Yeah. Um, now, obviously, everyone's been sort of wondering what, um, what uh, if Wesley Snipes is going to have a role to play in the oh, Blade God. movie. Am I going to jizz at this news? It's only rumour. Okay. So take it with a grain of salt. Yeah. I should take it with a fistful of salt. Mm, fist. Uh, fist. Possibility that Wesley Snipes will be playing Dracula. What? Yeah. W- w- where did you hear this? Uh, I read it. I saw it on a um, on an article um, that that I usually like a page that I usually follow on Facebook. Yeah. Um, and yeah, and that's the rumor flying around at the moment that Wesley might be Dracula in the new Blade movie. Uh that could be potentially Again, a little bit exciting. Like I said. You take it with a grain of salt. Yeah. Okay? Because everything's rumoured at the moment. I like the idea of it, but I'm not going to read too much into it because until I see an official statement from Marvel themselves, yeah. I ain't going to believe shit. Okay. But, uh, look, I think anyone's going to do a better portrayal of Dracula than the Aussie guy who did it in Blade Trinity. I think he did a pretty piss poor job. Mm. Um but that was just my take on it, to be honest. Was, uh... It was garbage. Let's let's not kid ourselves. It ruined the trilogy. It did. Like, I don't give a fuck if you get Jessica Biel and Ryan Reynolds to be a part of a movie. Yeah, nah. It didn't carry any weight. No. no. Um, even on its own merits as its own movie, it still just was kind of a nothing movie. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, look, honestly, I'd leave that one alone. Mm. But between what Blade 1 and 2 did... Yeah. That sets up the most epic revision of the Blade yeah. movie. Hell yeah. Um, and again, filtering back to the casting, you have a look at the way he is in Luke Cage. Or even you have a look at um, the character he played in Alita. Yeah, exactly. So, he, do you know, it's a bit shit though, because I kind of feel like he's falling into a typecasting now. Not necessarily. Green Book is the only one that throws that idea out the window but it just goes to show that his range oh 100 percent. Right? that shows his range 
which I don't think what he's getting now is being typecast. I just think it's the right casting for him for the time being. Yeah. That's not to say that he's going to be stuck only doing Marvel projects for for the for the entirety that he's in it. Right? Yeah. He'll be doing other projects because he's he's going to be a hard like a very sought after actor. Everyone's going to want him in shit. Yeah. Because he's fucking good. And I think he's versatile enough. Like I don't think Blades the most. It, it's a charismatic role, but I don't think it's full of layers. Like in terms of you don't need to portray like emotional complexity or anything like that. Yes, you need to portray a backstory. Well, who knows that he, his portrayal might display some sort of true. I suppose in what the vein of what um, uh, Heath Ledger did with the Joker. In essence of that, I'm not saying the same, but I'm saying in terms of having it layered in terms of the character development, there is potential. The thing is that you can't compare any sort of performance to Heath Ledger's Joker because it gave you emotional complexity, but still had didn't give you anything. If it, if that made any sense. No, no, no. That makes sense. That makes right? sense. It gave you something that you thought was going to be something, and then it just took it away. Like no, yeah, that's not it. It kept throwing it away. Like, uh, yeah. you had an idea and it was like, oh, it because it kept okay. getting completely mysterious. Yeah. Like, you had basically no idea of his backstory, where he'd come from, what experiences led him to who he was. You just... Which was kind of fucking cool. He was just cool. chaotic evil. And it was necessary for what that movie needed. Yeah. And it's close, and it's the closest portrayal to a, to basically a... Accurate. Accurate characterization of Joker. Yeah. Until... I don't know. Uh, I'm going to save that judgment until I see Joaquin Phoenix Joker. Correct. Because Correct. that is very interesting. I hope they don't make him too sympathetic a character. Yeah. I just hope they show a better sort of understanding of someone's descent into madness. Yeah. And do much. They just they've gone mad and fucking. That's it. I hope they show how loopy he gets. Yeah. Because the dedication that Phoenix has put into that role. Yeah. Um, cause I was watching an interview with him and they were talking about how not just invested he was in the role, but emotionally attached to the character he got, Yeah. um, where I think he lost like 16 kilos for the role. Jeez. So he looked decrepit in yeah. himself. Um, and it's kind of interesting to see being as versatile an actor as he is, yep. what he does with it, because by all means, I think he's got the acting chops as it is. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like there's a stigma attached to the Joker role. That, okay, so it's, it's hard to explain this theory, but because of having had so many Batman movies where he's been involved in, yep. I kind of feel as though it's like it's it's not necessarily a bad omen, but you need to bring something completely new to it every time it gets played. If you don't, or if you show snippets of what other people have done, I feel like the public is going to shoot it down. Yes and no. I find that what seems to be the case, or what I've sort of noticed with every interpretation of the Joker, is that they're just showing the different sides of Joker as portrayed in the comics. Yeah. Okay, so let's go. Let's go. So different arcs or stories of his. Let's go as far back as Caesar Romero. Okay, from the sixties Batman yep. show, right? He played basically the clown mob boss. Yeah, right. A bit wacky, that sort of shit, right? So that's one facet. Yeah, from Golden Age. Yeah. Right? Then you had Jack Nicholson. Yeah. Okay, and he was more of the 
I'm the gonna put it as the more of like the the clown prince of crime. Okay. Get, if you get me. Yeah. You know, more of like the mob boss. That's Nostalgic crazy. style of Batman Joker. Not even. Okay. Not even. It was just a different side to it. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then you have, and then you have, well, I'm, I'm, I won't include it in there, but it has to be mentioned. Jared Leto. Mark Hamill's Joker. Oh, okay. Yeah, in yeah. In the Batman animated series. Yeah. He's played pretty much almost every facet of Joker. Yeah. So I'm not going to include him because he's incorporated all sides. Yeah. Um, then you've got Heath Ledger, which was the anarchist. Yeah. Okay. So And much, a perfect portrayal at that. Yeah. He was the proper anarchist style Joker. Yeah. Which was fantastic. Then you had Jared Leto, which was more like the thug. Yeah. Style. Pure thug. Yeah, pure thug style Joker. Yeah. Um, and then we're going to have Joaquin Phoenix, who's going to... I'm I'm curious to see how, what side of Joker. Based off out. what you've seen so far in terms of trailers and all that sort of stuff, how would you categorize it now the way you've just done with those other characters? I'm hoping what I'm hoping to see is the crazed lunatic. Okay. Joker. Okay. Not the mobster or anarchist or thug. Yeah. I want to see a crazy batshit insane Joker. Yeah. That's what I want to say. Okay. And that's what I'm hoping to say. Yeah. And I suppose, you know, that that's just going to take time um, because I don't know how to explain it, but I feel like he's a bit loopy as it is. Like, mm. he's a strange person. Yes. And I don't know if you know, but you know Joaquin is obviously and River Phoenix. Yes. Yeah, okay. That family's a bit fucked up. Mm. So he's kind of got that emotionality and rawness about him yeah. and can like call on a lot of shit yeah. to play that part. Yeah. So I think they've cast it well. Yeah. And I think honestly, in my opinion, he will do it justice. Yeah. But I think those real fanatical Joker fans naturally will pick at it and not say yeah, potentially it's accurate to what comics represent. Yeah. But ultimately I think we need to watch it purely for its Movie value and the way it makes you feel. I when think you see the it. fact that it's going to be a standalone movie and it doesn't connect to anything mm. is going to, I guess, is going to soften a lot of criticism. Do you reckon? Because it's not connecting to anything; it's its own thing. It's like a, it's like a one-off. Okay, right? Which yeah, they've done a lot of those in the comics, so they've done one-off little graphic novels. Yeah, I think this is, from what I understand, it's going to be it's going to be based on a graphic novel Joker. Okay, and I look. If, can you give me a brief idea of what that incorporates? So it's pretty much a, an imagining of, of how the Joker possibly came to be. Yeah, okay. Because it's not... A, I don't... Oh, actually, I don't know if it's been officially announced. Question, though. Yet. Do, you, do you know, like, is there one prominent storyline of how the Joker came to be within the comics? <laughs> well, the only consistent thing I can see is that at one point he became a... a Basically, a vigilante, well, evil vigilante known as Redwood, um, and he was a novice at the time. Yeah, and basically, he got trapped by Batman. They got in a bit of a scuffle, and he fell off a railing into the catacombs. Okay, that's the constant thing that seems to keep happening. Yeah, with him. So, falling into the vat with chemicals is that constant, and becoming Redwood, leading to that became a thing. So, I think that's one thing that connects everything. Yeah, that stays, but. The way he got to that point, you never know. Yeah. You never really know who he actually is. Yeah, okay. You don't know who he was before that. Yeah. 
there's always always different interpretations of how it came to be. Interesting, interesting. So I suppose back on to Spider Man. (laughs) Yeah. Um, There's also rumors now. We watched a while ago before you left. We watched Into the Spider Verse. That's the cartoon. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Which I really rated. Now I really liked it. Possible. There's a lot of rumor going around again. More rumor um, that they're possibly going to be doing a live action Spider Verse. Interesting. And there's also the possibility that well, a lot of well, pretty much the internet's demanding it. Whether it happens or not, it's a different story. If they're going to do something like that to bring in Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield as Ultimate Universe Spider Man. That would be interesting. Yeah. That would be really interesting. Yeah, that'd be really cool. And to potentially see them, the three of them working together. Yeah. That would make for a fucking cool movie. Yeah. Holy shit. So you have Tobey Maguire as like the more grizzled, older Spider-Man. The Angel Garfield is maybe more of a in in the prime style like a little bit older yeah. Spider-Man and then Tom Holland is still the young Spider-Man yeah interesting so interesting interesting and then also bringing Miles into the fold as well who the fuck is Miles the main character from Spider-Verse oh correct correct and sorry. bringing him into the fold as well as introducing Spider-Gwen yeah so bringing Gwen Stacy spider she Spider-Gwen. looks fucking cool fuck yeah she's, she's bored I didn't realize how fucking cool she the, was she's one of the main ones that can actually go between universes what gives her the power to do that? Not, uh, I haven't read enough Spider-Gwen to okay. accurate, accurate answer. Yeah, yeah, so. fair enough, fair enough. But yeah, she's one of the main ones that can actually do that. Interesting. So if they do that at some point, it'll be fucking colossal. And that'll be a big, I guess, a big sort of trophy to put on Sony's shelf if they pull it off right. Yeah. Again, it depends on who they get to. And I think so, a, a movie like that, an event like that, I would put on the same level as it. Really? Yeah. That'd be huge. That's that's a big call. That'll be huge, man. Okay. Um, I don't know if you heard on a side note, did you hear about the rumours of Deadpool and Wolverine in the same movie? Yeah, I've heard those rumours. Where it happens or not is a different story, but the rumour that I've heard that I'm I'm hoping is actually going to be the case in regards to Deadpool yeah. is that you know how up to this point before he passed away, yeah. Stan Lee had a cameo in every Marvel movie. Yeah. They're thinking that from now on, Deadpool's going to have a cameo in every movie. Ah. Because he's one of the only characters that breaks the fourth wall. What do you mean? What's the fourth wall? So, you know how in the movies, like, he'll talk to us directly? Yeah. Oh. And he's aware of his own existence. Yeah, okay. You know, he's aware that he's a comic book character. He's aware that he's, like, he's a made-up thing, right? Yeah, yeah. He's the only one who is. So, having him make the cameos now, that'd be pretty fucking cool. I do like that idea. Yeah. That'd be really cool. 100%. Even if you have just little things like him in the background just doing something silly. That's it's very those, clever. It's like a Where's Wally thing where you kind of got to look for it. Yeah. Like, oh, there he is. You know, that'd be fucking cool. True. It'd, it'd, be, cool. it'd be like a nice segue from Stan Lee into that. Yeah. Definitely. Um, Did Stan Lee ever have like a major attachment to Deadpool? Like, what? what? Apart from it being a Marvel comic, that was pretty much Okay. It. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. He wasn't like one of the producers or writer on the writing team. For yeah. Deadpool. He was. Just, okay. He was. Still. I think he was out of the game at that point. Yeah. Uh, fair enough. Yeah. But yeah, it's, uh, it's a lot of cool possibilities coming out of um, coming out of the the MCU coming into the future. Interesting. So, a lot of cool possibilities that might come about, but we won't know until it actually happens. See what happens. And again, it's all rumor at the time being, 
and you take it with a grain of salt. But it's nice to run with. But yeah, it's definitely nice to run with and it opens up this whole possibility of ideas of what you can do. I just think we'll gauge a lot of this after the whole um, Doctor Strange movie. Yeah. I think it's going to be a big telling that's point. That's going to be the big, the biggest movie yeah. of the ones coming out. That will literally act as the segue for all of the rest. Yeah, definitely. So Definitely. But you know what? For the time being, we haven't got anything else for the rest of the year as far as Marvel's concerned. Yeah. I'm just plain and simple. I'm looking forward to Black Widow coming out early next year. Okay. I reckon that's going to be a fucking cool movie. Cool. I'm cool. very looking forward to that. Interesting. Just more ScarJo. Yeah. I love her. You She's properly. so good. Yeah. She's so good. I love her. Well, yeah. Well, there we go. Interesting. First episode back. How's it feel? It was good. It was yeah. good. I feel like it was a productive episode. It was. It was. Yeah. And had flow. It, it did. It did. We had a few moments where we kind of stumbled, but we, we did all we right. We found our groove. Yeah, we did. Back into the swing of it. Yeah, right. Fucking oath. So, I suppose we can't really do plugs. We can. We can We can just sort of mention them. We don't have to do the whole spiel of it. Well, if you haven't already, please go like and subscribe us on SoundCloud, Podcast Addict, Podcast on iTunes, Google Podcast, Podcast Addict. And also playlist FM. You can also follow us on our social medias on Instagram, Rebels Without a Clue 03, Twitter, Rebels Without a One, Facebook, Rebels Without a Clue podcast. Amazing. There we go. You've still got that down. Yeah. <laughs> I still remember that shit. Well, I suppose we've been doing it for a while now. Oh, so. uh, you know what? I actually got it whilst you were away. I think it was about a month before you got back. Yeah. Um, got the reminder. On the timeline, it had been a year since we created Rebels Without Fuck. a Clue. Fuck. So, so we've been- already. One year old. We're going for a year. What episode's this? This is fifth. Uh, hold on. This is episode 42, I believe. 42? I thought I was coming back for episode 50. You were, but things happened and uh, oh, time missed out episodes. Up, yeah. So, yeah, no, we didn't make it to 50, unfortunately. We were eight short. Okay. Oh, well, that's all right. But um, you know what? You're back on episode 42 and that's good stuff either way. Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. Well, we'll have to do some big special for episode 50. Yeah, definitely. Well, imagine we rocked. We had like thirty-five people rock up for the podcast, or we, or we just, have, or we had a live audience. Not that, or we just get back everyone who's ever been on an episode with us. That would be fucking cool. That'd be that'd, that'd be, be monstrous. Oh, hundred percent. But um, yeah, that'd be just a cool. lot of cunts talking. Yeah, pretty much. But either way, cunts talking, stuttering, fucking just. It'd just be an absolute disaster to try and manage. Yeah. Because it'd just be a bunch of fuckwits sitting in a room talking shit. Because yeah. that's literally what the podcast would be about. 100%. Yeah. But other than that. Yeah. Um, do, we even, do we even mention our sponsors? Not for now. No? No. Right, well, 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 if you haven't already, please give us a follow on Instagram at Pig Apparel. Um, yeah, P-Y-G Apparel. Um, there are still t-shirts available. Yes, there are. Um, I'm going to be posting something on my personal Facebook. That's uh, it. So if you get the chance, please give them a like or a follow. That would be highly appreciated. And also, if you feel inclined, please buy place one. an order. Yeah, fuck yeah. Um, <laughs> but the whole thing on my Facebook will be to see if anyone from overseas, especially camp, would like one because I am happy to send them out. Yes. Awesome. Well, there we go. All done. Well, it's, uh, that's a wrap. That's a wrap, man. Well, thank well, you. Fucking welcome back. Thank Once you very again, much. Brad. Appreciate it's it. Good to have you back. Likewise. And um, don't know why I said likewise, but hey, cool. There you go. Well, yep. welcome back and fucking get yeah. fucking for more episodes to come. Yeah. But 
until then, if you do have any suggestions uh, for potential to, episodes yeah, of what you would like to hear, us a comment, send us an email. Please let us know. You can send us an email. Fuck, what is that? I've forgotten what our fucking email is. Please, please, mate, pull your head uh, in. It is rebelswithoutaclue3 at gmail.com. There you go. So please, just shoot, like, us you can shoot us an email. Shoot us an email, any suggestions or criticisms you may have. Or whether whatever. you just hate if the it's show. a criticism, we'll tell you get fucked. Um, <laughs> but yeah, um, if you want to follow us on our personal social medias. Uh, Mine is Braddles2505, so that's B-R-A-D-E-L-S-2505. And if you want to follow... Uh, and that's what... At, go on. What? And your Snapchat as well, sorry. Oh, and it's, it's the same. Instagram and Snapchat are all the same. And if you, and you can follow me on my social presences. Well, who says that? <laughs> Ed. Oh. My <laughs> social presences. <laughs> yes, I do remember that. So you can follow me on Instagram at tboner80figs. <laughs> I it's never get used there. to that. It's I never get there. used to that. And on Snapchat at tboner one eight. Brilliant. There you go. All done. Well, here it is, episode forty two, back in action. Yeah. Yeah, mate. So, fucking, you want to take this one? Until next time. Da! Da!